Thanks everyone for coming. Uh, this is a basic Canva training, just showing you how to get set up and how to make the most of Canva as, like, as a beginner, basically. Um, I've been using it for a number of years and it's just a very simple, quick and effective tool to make social media posts and basic design work. Um, I've actually asked Sarah to co-host this session because she does some amazing work with Instagram using kind of carousels and a lot of stuff that I, I can't do myself. Um, so yeah, we'll start by a bit of an intro, then we'll go to introductions from everyone in, in the group, and then me and Sarah will do some kind of more hands-on examples, and then go back for some more questions. So, I mean, really the power of Canva is the, well, it's free, it's fast, and within about 10 minutes you can have like a branded piece of artwork. So if you're creating um, a cover for your LinkedIn, or something for any of your social medias, or even, even a business card, or any kind of uh, short and simple design work. It's, it's just the best tool that's available. Um, Sarah, I don't know if you've got anything to add on that one. No, just that, I mean, I love Canva. It's a really intuitive platform and there's so many like things that you can do that are preset. So we're gonna show you some of the ones that you probably use quite a lot, but there's also a few advanced things that you can do even on the free version, because there is a paid for version, but I think me and Theo are generally in agreement that the free one does so much stuff, not many people would need the pro version for what you want it for. Yeah. And I've actually found a hack. So one of the, I'll go into this later, but some of the pro features you can actually do on, on the free version. I can show you a way to do that as well, just to save any, any need to pay for it. Uh, so I'm a digital marketing consultant. I've been doing websites, social media, and digital marketing for about 12 years now. Um, and I run a small agency, mostly doing WordPress websites, design work and then one-to-one -one training and Sarah yeah my name is Sarah Desange and I am a psychotherapist but I specialize in working with people who struggle with binge eating so about a year ago I started using a lot of social media um, and I do started recently started a YouTube channel and I can use Canva for YouTube thumbnails um, so yes, I use it quite a lot. All the graphics on my website as well, I've done it all myself and pretty much all of it was done using Canva. Yeah, um, I've trained integratively, so I'm an integrative counsellor. I've been doing that for about five years now. Um, I did have a web page up, but I took it down to revamp it and my imagination, hopeless, don't know where to start. So when I saw this come up, I thought, well, actually, this may be useful for social media because I don't do business Facebook pages, I don't do Instagram. Um, I just manage my business through referrals really, but I would like to take it that step further and do something more sort of arty. Hi, I'm Claudette, I'm a body psychotherapist. And, um, well, sorry, Claudette, I accidentally missed you. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, um, yeah, I'm a body psychotherapist and, um, I've got a website, but I'm not really good with social media, so I need to start to develop a little bit more that time. Yeah, so that's why I'm in, the, in this workshop, trying to understand more about it. Thank you. Thanks. And Welcome. Jeannie? Hi, I'm uh, Jeannie Shapiro from uh, my, I'm a sole trader, but I call myself Think Jeannie. I do uh, sales and marketing. Um, and um, I also run a lot of events. One of my events is the Chiswick Lunch Break, which we're putting online next week. 
Um, and I'm, I love Canva. I use it, but I don't use it to its maximum. Um, I, I find it so useful, but I, I just need to understand more, more of the tricks and the trades. Perfect. And hopefully we can say, help out with that. Yeah. And to the Chiswick lunch break is actually brilliant. I've been going there for about the six months before lockdown and I recommend anyone else to go and check it out if you're based around Chiswick. Uh, Linda, if you want to go next. Uh, just unmute yourself if that's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Hi. Um, I'm Linda. I'm a life coach and education coach. Um, I've not used social media. I'm sort of, I've been word of mouth. Um, yes, yeah, so I want to get on social media. I don't use any social media, but there's not enough of me to really go around. Um, I wanted to sort of just meet more people, sort of do more webinars or things like that. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Steve, uh, best way to describe myself is a uh, information systems designer uh, with not, not so much like doing massive uh, databases, but just small or medium sized solutions to specific business uh, problems. In terms of Canva, uh, I really want to try and get myself started on using it so I can use that as an initial means of directing people to my other uh, social media and web promotion and really just kind of get my first hands on it so I know what I'm doing in the future. Perfect, thank you, Steve. And uh, Marie? Hi, I'm Marie. I'm a physiotherapist. Um, I wasn't actually sure what today was about, but Claudia had sent me a link, um, so I jumped on. Um, I have been um, in charge of a social media and marketing of a bigger clinic, uh, physio clinic in Kensington for the last couple of years and I've been using a lot of Canva so it'll be really good to see things that I've probably been missing out on and the hacks that you mentioned so it'll be I'm really looking forward to this next hour so thanks for, for having me. Great thank you. Welcome Marie. Yeah, I'm a psychotherapist. Um, I work for an organization. It's a suicide charity, but um, I run the training as well. So um, I'm not the best with creative design and PowerPoint. And so I thought Canva would be a really useful thing to learn. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, welcome, Sarah. Welcome. Lauren, if you want to just say hello. Hello, I'm Lauren. I'm a personal trainer. I have zero design skills whatsoever and currently don't use Canva. So this will all be new to me. Cool. And you do a lot of stuff on Instagram, I know. So especially um, Sarah's bits on Instagram might be helpful for you. Yeah, so I'm starting to use Instagram a lot more, especially since lockdown. Um, just doing mini videos, mini clips, but I, I haven't even taken the time to write anything over my videos. I don't want everything to look too polished. I just want to be my authentic self. Um, I'm not going to be the next um, Alice Liveling or any of those. Um, I just want to be very true and authentic. So I don't want it to look too great, but mm -hmm. better than what I'm currently doing would be great. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome. And Karina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if a big noise was for me because I join in the sitting room but with the kids I thought there was no way I can hear and talk there. 
So it's why I joined on my phone now. My name is Karine. Uh, I'm a nutrition and wellness coach. Uh, I know only, uh, I know, from Canva, I know only the name, basically. And I'm rubbish at graphic design or whatever graphic it can be. And I know it's very useful. So I thought, oh, I'm sure I will learn something. And every time I want to do some visual stuff or whatever, I go on Word and I do the DIY stuff. And I know I, there are other ways to do that. So I wanted to learn a from you all. Perfect. Welcome. Welcome, Karine. And uh, Meta? Hello, I'm Meta. Um, I'm self-employed and I'm doing some consultancy um, works like business management, business development. And part of it, sometimes I'm um, doing some PR work. So I use actually the Canva a couple of times, but not know very much about it. So maybe I learned something different from here. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Welcome. So, um, if we should we just talk about some of the features, and then Sarah, do you want to do like a, a short introduction after that? Um, Showing the yeah. Instagram stories. Yeah, you're going to talk a little bit about Canva. Oh, you've done that. Just setting up an account. I think the main benefit is, yeah, is that it's, you can do it via Facebook login, Google login. Um, I actually created a separate account just for today's uh, webinar, and it takes 30 seconds. You go to canva.com, you link with, say, your Google account, so you don't have to remember any passwords, and then it's all created for you. Um, as we said, there's no reason to pay for anything, and it's just a case of learning the left-hand navigation. As soon as you know what each of those sections does, then you've basically you've got a very good grasp of Canva. Um, it will take maybe uh, one, two hours just to understand what each of the, the elements and the photos and everything does. But hopefully this will be a little crash course for you to answer any of those questions. Mm. And Sarah, anything else on like the setup or just really starting out for the first time? Yeah, um, I think it's, as Theo mentioned, it's really easy to set up a login. Once you get in, I think the probably easiest thing is for me to start showing you what Canva looks like. For those of you who haven't seen it, some of you will be a bit aware of it. We're going to go through, I'm going to create a social media post and just show you some of the really cool features that you can use for free within Canva. So shall I go on to screen share, Theo? Uh, yeah, please. Okay. Okay. Move that out of the way. So this would be your home page on Canva. Let me just move these out the way here. Um, so here's me, I'm logged in under my Sarah JD login. And um, these are your main tabs to go through. And some of these have got advanced features and some of these are things that you would need to open with Pro. And these are some of my old posts. But if we were gonna start from scratch, we would start with create a design. And then you need to think about what is the design, first of all, that you want? Where are you going to post the design? So if it's going to be an Instagram post, if you were to click on Instagram, it would give you the perfect dimension. So it's going to start you with a square. If you want to do the YouTube thumbnail, it's going to give you the perfect dimensions for that. And you can also do the custom dimensions. So if you're doing an image for something else or for your own website, you can do that. I tend to use the Instagram post everything so if it's a Facebook post if it's an advert if it's on my website I just stick with the square because I think that square posts tend to show up pretty well on people's mobile phones it fills the screen quite nicely so if we were going to start from scratch with an Instagram post I'm just gonna move you all because you're 
over the top of my image at the moment. So if we were going to start with, you, let's say, so something that I do a lot, I do a lot of uploading photographs and then putting things and stuff on top of that. So if you want to upload a photograph that's on your computer, you've got the uploads tab down this side. We're going to go through some of these in a bit more detail. Theo's going to cover some and I'll cover some. But if you go to uploads, you'll see anything you've previously uploaded is there. That's pretty much unlimited as far as I'm aware. You can have as many photos uploaded onto your Canva account on the free account. What the pro gives you is it gives you an option to organize your images into folders. Whereas for this, it's only going to show them in like the chronological order that you uploaded them. So I'm going to look at creating a post for, I thought it'd be fun to do it for a friend of mine who was going to be here today and couldn't make it. She's another therapist. And um, so I'm going to create a post for her therapy business. So if I want to upload a picture, I'm just going to desktop. I'm going to choose the first screenshot because I've already selected the picture that I was going to use for today. And um, just double click on it and it will start uploading. And they generally upload pretty quickly, to be honest. So this was the image I was going to use because her therapy is called Therapy Works. And a lot of her images are all cogs and how everything works and fits together. So now I need to get that photo onto my square. Now there's a couple of ways you can do that. If you pick it up and drag it and hold it in the corner, Canva will, oh, I don't know why that didn't work, try again. Canva will fill the image for you. But it might be that actually, I don't want the image to look like that. I might want it to be bigger. And for the image that I want to do, I want more space at the top. So to get rid of anything, you can just click on it and press the delete button. So if you don't want Canva to pre-fill it for you, if you just double click, the image appears in there for you. And so I am going to look at, I am going to look at making this bigger, something like this, so that what it does is it gives me all this space at the top because I'm going to put some text over the image. So then whenever I, whenever I put text over my image, because I do this quite a lot with photographs, I like to put kind of a box around the text. But if we look at what you've got here, so text button here, you have your headings, your subheadings, and the smaller bit of body text. They also have these font combinations. So any of these you can click, double click, and it will appear in there and you can change the text. So if you just like the way some of these look, uh, look Theo and Kate are having a baby boy. Go Theo. Um, you can do that. But a lot of the time I don't bother with these, I just do them myself. So a little shortcut that just saves you a couple of clicks is if you want to add any text in here, one, it doesn't really matter if it's a heading, subheading or a body text because you can change the size. So if you just click the T button, you'll get text that appears in the middle. And obviously that's really small, so I'm just gonna make it bigger. And then if I want to change the text, um, I'm just going to put Therapy Works, the name of my friend's business. And I'm just going to take that up to the top of the page, click it, as a title. And you see how these pink lines are appearing? That middle pink line is telling me that it's in the center. So that's a way of lining up your text. But the other way you can do it, but I tend to find it easier just to use the pink lines. But if I wanted to make sure that was definitely in the center, it's highlighted. 
and you can go to position, you go to the three dots, more options, go to position, and I want it in the center. Click center and it's put it in the center for me, but I'm just gonna make it a little bit higher. If this was gonna be a post on social media, no one's going to know what Therapy Works is. I just wanna interrupt for a moment because I just wanna say that if anybody's got any questions, feel free to just unmute yourself and chip in if I'm going quickly or you didn't quite catch something that I did. Um, that's absolutely fine. So feel free to chip in with questions if you need to. So I'm going to add one more piece of text, which I'm going to do just by pressing T again. And every time you add a new bit of text, the text will come in as the same size as the last bit of text you did. Do you remember last time it came in really small and now it's come in the same size as that. So if I put counseling and psychotherapy, Oops, different spell psychotherapy. Suddenly the image is starting to make a little bit more sense because we've got that. So again, I'm using the pink line just to make sure that it's centralized so that it's going to be even. So we've got that so far. Now the background's quite dark. It's all very gray and the text is a bit small. One of the things, because I put text over the top of photos quite a lot, that I really like to do with my text is to put blocks around the back so that it looks like they're highlighted. So an example would be this post where I've written in the title of this post and then I've used colored boxes around it to make it really stand out. So I wanna do something like that with this. So one of the things I would do is normally pick my font first. So this is the font that's just come up with Ar Arimo. And if you click the down button, you can see all the different fonts and all the ones that are grayed out with the king icon they're part of the pro package but if you look down these are just the a's oh, it's going a bit slow and you can use all of these there is an enormous choice um, of fonts which is why again another reason why if it's fonts variety that you're after I really don't see the point in paying for extra. One of the advantages as well with the extra is you can see here, you can upload a font. So if you had your own font, you could use that. Um, my personal favorite, this is just a font I use for a lot of my social media is Anton, because I think it's quite bold and it stands out. So I'm just gonna do that for both of mine, like that. And then I wanna put the boxes around them to make it stand out. So, I think Theo's gonna talk a bit more about that, but one of the great things about Canva is you've got these things called elements, which are loads of different icons and things that you can use. Some of them are free and some of them are paid for. But the one that I use the most on almost every single post somewhere is the humble box, this gray box here. So if you wanted to find, it's on my recently used, so it's come up immediately. But if you want to find the box, then you would just search square in here and it will come up with all different variations. And this is the gray one here, the one that I use, and we can change the color, which we'll see in a minute. So if I just click the box to add it, and then all I want to do is use it as a way of like highlighting behind the text. And I'm gonna make it a bit too long because I'm gonna change the color and play around with it. And I've got text on top of the box. I wanna make it easy at the moment to select those two separately. And if the box was too narrow to the text, it would be quite hard to select what I needed. 
So then to do that behind therapy works as well, just whatever you would normally use on your computer to copy and paste, I just copying it and pasting it. So I've got two. And then I can move that over therapy works. And what's happened is it's gone in front of it. And this will happen a lot when you're layering images. It's the position button up here. This is the button that you need. There's a couple of notifications that are coming up, Theo. Do I need to look at those or? No, I've got that covered. Thank okay, you. no problem. So if I move it back one, that's bring my therapy works forward. So then if we want to think about colours, um, if I'm thinking for my friend, she's somebody who uh, doesn't like colour at all. <laughs> Her whole wardrobe is black. So I'm going to look at how to make what colour potentially might work behind counselling and psychotherapy. And apparently, according to um, a YouTube video I watched a couple of days ago, apparently yellow is a really good colour for social media. Um, I think it kind of makes sense. It's quite bright. And so on Canva, these are all the default colours. And the other thing that Canva's done for me very kindly is it's pulled the photo, the colours out of the photo. So if this was a colour photo rather than just black and grey, you would get all the colours that would exactly match the photo, which might be really nice to make the font the same colour as something in the photo. So it's just balancing out the colours for you, which is just great. Um, and the other thing you can do is with any of these colours, is you can like vary them and change the shade. So if you wanted something, if you wanted a purple, for example, but you didn't really like that purple, make it purple and then go to new color. And if you look here, you can move it around. You can make it really light so that it's just a pastel purple. You can make it kind of really deep color, whichever kind of tickles your fancy really. So I'm gonna go with yellow just because I've been told yellow is what we're supposed to be doing on social media. So now that it's yellow, I want to just get my boxes the right size because I'm happy with the colour. So it would be something like that. And with the therapy works, I might just kind of for variety now, I might choose a different colour. Ordinarily, I might do the same. Something like, I always like a turquoise or a kind of duck egg colour, maybe make it a little bit lighter. Let's go with that, something like that. So if we then get it so that it's the right size and we're happy with it, we've got something like that. Now, because this is the title, let's say that I now want Therapy Works and this box to be bigger than below, because at the moment they kind of look like the same. When Therapy Works is the business name, we might want it to stand out. So if I want to change the size of this, I've got two elements. I've got the box and I've got the text within the box. So if I try and move one, or I try and make this bigger, it's gonna be out of alignment with the box that I want. So in order to move them together, we need to group these two items together. So to select them both, just draw a box so that they're both selected, so you can see if you look close, it's probably not the best colour for it, but you can see that there's two lines, one around the text is, and one around the box. And then it's to your three dots and you want to group them. So now they're grouped and they're one element, which means we can move it around, change the size of it, do whatever we want with it on its own. So if I want to make Therapy Works look bolder, like the whole thing, I might do something like that. 
and then I want to move this up perhaps so that they touch and I can do the same thing. So I can click on that. Um, I can draw my box so they're both um, grouped, group them together. Maybe I might make this look like a band instead. And the great thing with a band is you can just make it come right off the edge of the page. Obviously, you don't want to lose your text. Oops. So something, something like that. And so let's say now I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, do you know what? I don't think the turquoise and the yellow works. By the way, I can spend hours like <laughs> messing around with different colors and having a play. So I might be looking at that and thinking, I don't want that turquoise box anymore. But these two have been grouped together so that they're one item. So in order for me to get rid of the box or to change the color of the box at this point, I go back to where I grouped them and now I've got the option to ungroup. So if I click ungroup, the two items become separate again. So I'm going to just see what it looks like. I select the box and just get rid of the box. And then maybe make the text, because now the other text has kind of looked similar again. You just move it to make sure it's in the middle. And then with the dark background, I wonder if I make the text the same color as the border to have something like that, potentially. So then that might work as kind of like a first post. If you were setting up a new Instagram, for example, your first post that's going to introduce people to you might be something like that to kind of show you what's going to um, what the um, Instagram account is all about. Now, something I do a lot of um, on Instagram, and I think works really well, because Instagram is a place, it's a visual platform, but it's a place where people, they write micro blogs and they share information. So a lot of people would post something like this, and then underneath it on Instagram, they would write a few paragraphs about their services, for example. But something that I found works really well is the carousel. If you're going to use Instagram, Instagram is kind of, it, it's based on engagement. So it's not even really about how many um, followers that you have, they're interested in whether people are engaging with your posts. And when you use a carousel, and what that is, is it just involves lots of images together with the text over the top of the image, as opposed to the text written below. So an example of one that really simple looking one that did really well on Instagram was this. So this first one is what people would see. And then when they swiped right, each of these would appear. And it was just kind of after Corona. And I was just talking a little bit about what it was like to be a therapist and some of the challenges um, that that was. So if we were gonna turn this into something like that, you might wanna keep this. And one of the great things as well about Canva when you're playing around with stuff is you can just make copies and you can edit copies. And that's really handy, especially if you want to produce a few variations and get some feedback from people that you know. But one thing I am going to do is I think this background is a little bit dark, especially for something like Instagram. So these buttons here is about transparency, which will make the background more see-through, which will give it the illusion of just being slightly lighter. So if I did something like that, you've got a lighter background. Um, and that might look a little bit better. So if I want to make a copy, just so that I can edit it and turn it into a carousel or a blog, if you click on file and make a copy, 
what happens now is an extra tab has appeared and on the previous tab, I'll just wait for this one to load. On the previous tab is what I've just done and on the new tab is what I've just done as well. So if I wanted to make this look something like um, useful for a blog, I would probably, if I was trying to do something with this, go back to my humble square <laughs> that I love. I would probably put my square up, cover the whole thing, something like that. And as you can see, Therapy Works is the only thing that's on top of the square. Everything is underneath it. So I want to start bringing stuff forward. So when I first click forward, sorry, I should have clicked backwards, not forward. When I first click backwards, I get back to that. If I click backward again, counselling and psychotherapy appears. And if I were to click backward again, what would happen is the background photo would come on top of the square, which kind of defeats the object. So if I were to make the square, click on the square and pick a colour for it, if I were to go with like you know, purple and make it really transparent, you've then got the image below. So you see, so it's just brought a bit of colour to the image rather than it being a grey image. I've got no idea if purple and yellow works. Like, as I say, you have to play around with colours and just see what you think. I might even change therapy works to black. I think that looks probably a bit balanced. So then if this was going to be the first um, image for a blog, if you were talking about your services or you were just sharing some information with people and hoping to pick up more followers by it, I would click on the image and hit the T button again, which of course has brought my text up. So if I was going to put a blog here, I might do something really generic like five ways to cope during lockdown. And then I would make that a bit bigger. And I might even need to, because if you see the image below kind of interferes with the text a little bit, what I might do is move the box and make the image behind, go back to transparency, it's already at 70%, might make it even lighter, just because I think it's interfering with the text a bit, and then move that back over the top. So this might be the first page, because you want something that's going to catch people's attention and it's going to make them want to swipe right. And underneath your image in Instagram, you would write something like scroll right and some arrows. So most people know it's a carousel because they'll see the icon that suggests there's more than one image. But if you just put scroll right underneath it, that will um, help people to realize. So now we want to recreate this to make it look like this so that you have more going down. So you have a couple of options. So one, you've got add new page and you've got copy page. And I'll show you what each of them does, but you'll want to use copy page probably. Because if I do add new page, it's only giving me the, the background. Because the square goes over the top, it's not giving me any of the features that I've added. So if I get rid of that. On the other side, on the other hand, if you hit copy page, you get the whole thing replicated again. So on a, um, on a carousel, the first image is the most important. You've got that. This we probably don't need, I would suggest. We could get rid of that. We could make this even smaller so that it's just a part of the branding. Or a little logo would work really well with this to make it look kind of particular to you. And then you might do 
one. It's not going to be the most inspired blog post, but number one might be create. Wrong, I can't type today. Create a routine, and then you might. That's probably going to be too big for a blog post. Probably looking at around. I would say around kind of the 50s, 60s. If we look at the one of mine that generally did quite well, you can see the text is slightly different sizes depending on how much information I wanted to put on there. So this one is a 56 in terms of font size, and this, which is a bit bigger, is a 66.5. And that works quite well because bearing in mind people are going to be reading on their mobile devices, so you don't want it to be too small. So create routine, da 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 da, and on you go. And then you might fill up that page with some text. And then for the next one, now when you copy the page, it's copied the previous page. So all you would have to do is change that to number two. And number two might be go outside if you've got a reasonable excuse, etc., etc., etc. You can have a maximum of 10 on a carousel on a social media post. So then when you've done all your posts, doesn't mean you have to do 10, but if you've done all your posts, this is one of the really cool things about Canva. I hope you can all see me. Um, I might take it off screen share so that I can show this to you properly. So bearing in mind, I created that only a few moments ago. If you go, there's a Canva app, which you can see there, which you can download and log into. If you load up the Canva app, I just realized my phone was on airplane mode because I didn't want notifications during this. I've just taken off of that. So when you go in, you can go to all your previous images. And if you look, it looks like my last two images haven't actually been edited that much, but the most recent one will be the first one. So if we touch the first one, we've got our five ways to cope during lockdown image. And then there's just a download button at the top. And when you download it, it will download straight into your photos on your phone. So if I download that now, it shouldn't take too long because it was only a couple of um, images. And then I were to go to Instagram and I want to set up a new post. This is where I would select it. And in my photos, I hope you can see that okay. But in my photos are the images that I've just downloaded from Canva. So I literally just select the images that I want to do and, um, and upload them. So that's kind of, and then if you were, for example, I know I've talked a lot about Instagram, but any of this would work for any kind of website designs that you might want to do as well. And if you want to download any of your images for your website, you just got a download button in the top right hand corner. You can select how you want to download it. Okay. Want me to reload the page, fine. Sarah, can I just ask a question? Please do, yes. Um, I just, uh, I was just wondering, this is really good, thank you so much. What button did you press to get the purple on top of the image? How did you yes. get? I'll show you that again, no problem at all, right? Thank you. Yes, so that is, 
like I said, this will be your best friend is very, very simply the humble box. So this is like a box here that if I make it smaller, you can see all it is is a box and I've made it transparent by using the transparency button. So this could be any color just to put like a different color filter over the top of stuff. Um, so yeah, so hopefully. So it's the same box you used for the title as well. Yep. Just yep. different transparency. Awesome. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Great. And sometimes you could use the box even like to put around the text. So occasionally I will do a background and then I will put a box on the inside. Let me just show you. That looks a bit more like, let's say you've got a colored box on the inside and you've got some background and you can write your text inside the box as well. So there's lots of options there to play around. So I'm going to pass to Theo because he's going to show you a little bit more about like doing leaflets and some more business type designs. And then there's a couple of advanced tips I'm going to show you afterwards that are just some other things that are really cool that can help make your images pop. So I'll pass over to Theo now. Thanks for that, Sarah. Um, especially a lot of it was helpful, especially the Instagram tips. I'm going to go back and use. Um, I'm just going to share my screen. One second. Um, so you can all see now, so this example of a, a print design I did recently, um, again, the box is everyone's favorite friend. So most of the kind of design elements on this flyer have just been done using that color box. Or um, there's also rounded elements and it's just a case of layering them. If you imagine it's like a stack of um, different artwork and you just layer them on top of each other. I'm just zoom in here. So each of these blocks, same way as what Sarah said, is, uh, is using the um, box idea and then just placing where, if it's text or images or even an image underneath here. So uh, let's start. Actually, firstly, Steve, you asked about um, text spacing and alignment. So I'm just going to go back. If you, if you click on any piece of text, you'll get this uh, kind of word style um, customized options bold color, underline, italic, uh, al um, alignment, capitalization, and then you have spacing, and then you have letter spacing for the horizontal, and then line height for the vertical. And so that will help you uh, to answer that question. Um, so what I'd normally do, so if I'm doing, say, a flyer or a brochure for someone, you think about the image first. So you find um, either using something like Pexels or Unsplash, or they've actually now built in uh, royalty-free images into Canva using both Pexels and Unsplash. So if you type in, say, therapy, for example, and then I'm just gonna pick one. So Photos is actually Canva's own photos, and then Pexels and the Unsplash are their plugins. Um, so again, you copy over an image to start your leaflet or your your print work and then once you click on it you'd look at the uh, position and that's obviously where you think about layers so how you would stack things on top of each other so in this instance you'd want to have a box with an explanation on top of that image and then on top of the box you'd have the text and then going down um, you just want to have the most important kind of call to action at the top looking at maybe some highlights 
and then another way for them to reach you at the bottom. Um, in many cases, you can actually do multiple pages. So here you've got first page, which is mostly blue branded, and you go down and then you've got um, a second one for a completely different topic. You just kind of, you can chop and change. So if there's something you want to swap over, simply click on it, control C, go up, control V, and it'll copy, it'll, it's very easy to move it around. It's got the same kind of copy and paste elements as you would in a normal Word document. Uh, one other thing that I use on like a daily basis, so I might create, say, an, an Instagram post or a, a Facebook post, um, and then I decide to use it, say, as a YouTube video, or a completely different size. So I'd select the new design there. Just move this out of the way. So you click to create a new design. You go back to your original uh, artwork. You'd highlight everything just by scrolling over it. Press Control C. It actually keep it'll store all of that information. So then, when you go to a new tab with a new piece of artwork, you press Control V. One second, and it copies everything over for you. Um, this at, normally they ask you to pay for this. This is one of the pro features. Uh, they do it for you automatically, but just by doing control C, control V, you can then take those and then re you'd have to reshape them uh, to make them fit with a new piece of artwork. So if I just go back for one second. So you can see here, um, obviously from when I had the original flyer, I then resized it, turned it into an Instagram or Facebook post like this. And then from that, you can expand out and just take, just copy and paste the elements across that you want for the YouTube video or the, even for a website graphic, whatever it's going to be. Um, Sarah, did you mention backgrounds, didn't you? Which is it worth me going back into backgrounds? No, I didn't mention backgrounds. I did it as a photo. Yeah, it's worth mentioning backgrounds. So Definitely. let me just, one second. So again, uh, when you're doing something new, create new design. Um, as you said, start with Instagram posting, unsure. It's taken a second to load. Um, there's two options. Either you can use the pre-made templates. They have quite a good selection for you to start with. So you, if you find something you, that you can work with, that you can work around, start with that. If, you're, if, want, if you've got something in mind you want to start from scratch, you can generally start from a background, um, either by a color or via uh, the options they have here. Or you can also upload your own photos. So if you have, um, a shot of you out uh, out working or like a, a customer shot you want to use you can do that so i'm just going to upload so you click upload brings up your browser and just go to downloads so what happens is when you upload that it'll stay in your photo light unless you delete it it'll stay there forever so you always keep a copy of all of these uploads in this folder um, once this bar's finished i can then drag it across as Sarah mentioned, just pop it in the corner and it'll take over the whole image. Um, and then you might want to think about adding, say, a, um, a logo or an icon. This is where either you can upload your logo yourself or um, let's go to elements in a second. In the elements, uh, elements box, uh, if you wanted to, say, have a, a, a small vector graphic or a bar chart or something to symbolize what you're doing, maybe, um, or something seasonal. With, I know with therapists, there's a lot of work around the seasons, the holidays, that kind of thing. 
So it's worth just having a look through, see what's relevant for you. Um, but yeah, you just copy that across, resize, and you can obviously change the alignment, reshape as you want to. Um, let me just go on to here. One of the kind of extra features is kind of the effects and the filters that you can put on top of an image. So either you can use the box design we've discussed, or you can simply click on the photo that you want to use. Um, either you can do effects, which are a little bit more advanced. You can do filter, which gives you like a nice kind of Instagram cover. If you wanted to have it as sepia or something like that, just to make it match with um, the messaging and the kind of colors you want to, you'd like to use. Uh, let me just remove this flower for now. So if I go back, if I put this, so that's the easy way using filters. If you have something particular, you can actually use uh, the adjustments here. So similar to any other kind of photo editing tool, you can use your contrast, your sharpness, saturation. You might have a headshot, for example, that's a little bit out of focus, and you could use sharpness and contrast to bring out uh, the lines and the contours of the image. Or, uh, for example, you might have a, a huge image where you, there's a lot of unnecessary space. You can use the crop feature to simply bring it across, crop down what you want exactly to shape, or move, uh, or just realign it in the position you want it to sit. Once you're finished, you click the done. And um, I mean, this is the same as what you might get with any other basic photo editing tool, but it's nice that it's all pre-built in here for you and uh, you don't have to use a second piece of software or copy across. Um, let me just add in so, um, another thing. When you're doing print work, uh, you'd want to think about your heading copy and your body, body copy. So normally, if I just go back here for a second, um, you would have a larger kind of more uh, standout title. Um, most cases, something like, I think it's called Trochio. One second. They have them preset. So as a good guide, uh, Trochi is a good kind of title font to get started with. Aramo is a very good body font. Um, so yeah, normally your body would be the, the base of your copy. And then you can just move that around, resize it, and reformat it using all the icons at the top. And let me just move that across. And um, let me just ungroup layer. You can see here where I've added in this little logo. So it's worth just going, taking the time to go in and add all your, your favicons, your logos, and your colors. Um, and also making sure that everything matches your brand colors. So for me, I use a mix of red, uh, navy, and light blue. So I, I use some um, extension on Chrome called the eyedropper. And this is really for print to make it look professional and to make it match with everything else you're doing. There's a free Google, Google plugin. You just click pick color from the page and it will save that color for you. And then at any point you can copy that across. So you would just take that code, you would, then click on here and then enter the code that you wanted to use in here. And that way you know that everything's going to stay on brand. You're never going to have an issue with um, alignments. I can, I can also send you a link to that, but it is just a case of uh, go to the Google store, type in eyedropper, and just have a little play around with it. It's very intuitive and you have all of the different color options you might need. And it just, it, it makes everything just, gives it a nice little edge, makes it look more professional and gives you 
makes you stand out when you're doing your social media website posts. Um, something else, again, going back to kind of print material and uh, printing and design work. Uh, let me just copy this across. Take a new image, that'll do. Someone's stretching there. Um, so there's a, if you click on file up at the top, you'll have something called show print bleed. And this, this really allows you to make sure that if you're creating um, a business card or a flyer for your therapy suite, that you can click that button and then whoever you send it to, whatever printers you use, it'll be in exactly the right format. It'll give them all of the information they need to get it printed. So it means you can save money using a designer. You can do all of these maybe extra advanced features yourself simply by just learning the navigation here. Um, and they also, they also have, um, say, for publishing or for downloading. I personally don't ever use publishing. I would, I would naturally just download the file to my computer and then I would publish it myself um, on Facebook or Instagram or on the website. You can actually connect pretty much any social media channel or any, any um, Google Drive, OneDrive, whatever you'd like, or even MailChimp for email marketing. Um, but just as an extra precaution, I'd recommend just clicking downloads, choosing uh, which format you want. Generally, JPEG is perfect. So if you're doing any social media artwork, I'd always select JPEG. And then you don't have to worry about these settings. Click download and that will just save straight to your computer. And it, it just means that within, say, 20, 30 minutes, you can have a, a nicely designed piece of print work. Let's go across. Right, there's a question just coming in. I'm just going to check this very quickly. Perfect. Um, one other kind of, not advanced tip, but something else you should be aware of is that you don't necessarily have to download it in order to show other people. So if, um, if I was working with a client, I wanted to show them the artwork I've done. You can click on share without them being in your team. You can actually just copy the link. So what that will do is that will just give them, um, kind of a, an editable and uh, readable version of the image. So you, I can send drafts send uh, kind of test artwork to make sure that it's, it's everything they want. They can give feedback. One second, just send this across. And the only other, I mean, the only other kind of, uh, the next step is really taking your artwork and putting it into your social media. So um, Sarah likes to obviously integrate Instagram and then using the phone to uh, post straight onto Instagram. Uh, for me, again, I like to download the image to my computer. I then use something called Hootsuite and you would create the post. Um, create the, this is actually what I've been doing for a lot of people is creating the post on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, uh, writing the copy, and then you'd simply just upload that file that you've uh, just downloaded. One sec. And then once it's attached, you can then go away and schedule and repurpose that. Uh, next week, we're actually doing a whole training session on Hootsuite and how to make Canva work for Hootsuite. 
So if you're not too sure how this works now, just um, message me afterwards and you can uh, join the session next week. Just going back. So is there any um, particular styles of artwork people are looking to do? If it's not a social media post, is anyone else thinking of doing any kind of print or any other kind of digital work? I haven't got any responses. I know Steve was looking for flyers, so I'll speak about that. Um, and the only other thing that would come up is your multiple pages. As you can see, we've got uh, the two pages here, but for you can do a full brochure. You can um, you could even do up to I think it's fifty individual pages. I've just got a question in here: Can you design business cards with Canva? Yeah, of course. So if you're ever um, stuck, you always just go to home. So uh, I'll just bring this back. Just going to close these down. So you go to home and then it will give you all of your templates. Um, just waiting for it to load. So when you're at the home, you click on templates, flyers, uh, resumes, brochures, invitations, business cards. It's perfect for any, anything like um, even wedding cards, greeting cards, you can do them all here. Um, I generally say start with some kind of a, a template you like the look of. Set, let that load. So uh, you could use the categories to pick. Uh, they might have pre-made pre ones, say for a therapist or let's have a look. Um, I'll do web designer, that's what I'm obviously doing at the moment. So then you go through, pick the style that you want. And then it's a case of uploading your own content. So getting your logo, getting your, your contact details, and then just uploading them and adjust, <clears throat> adjusting the colors and the layouts. So for example, here I would go to file show printly just to give me a bit an idea of the guidelines. Um, then you go in, put your, your details and then it's really just about customizing it to making it work for you. Um, sorry, there's one more question. That's great. One kind of little bonus tip, um, although Canva's amazing, the print costs aren't uh, the cheapest. So with everyone I work with, I'd recommend either Solo Press or Saxo Print. And if you're doing any kind of print work, they're, they're, it's trade prices. So they, they give you about 50% discount on what you'd ever get going on the high street or to Vista Print. So if you are looking, just make a note of solopress.com and I can also get you a 10% discount on that price. Um, I paid, I think it was 20, 24 pounds for a thousand business cards and 35 for a thousand uh, A5 flyers, which is, yeah, about a third of the cost of if I was going locally. There are some other features, but I mean, I don't want to uh, overwhelm people. Um, if you, anyone wants to know any of the more advanced features, if you just want to drop me an email, 
or if you have any more questions, just let me know. I'm just going to uh, take off the screen share now and see and go back to Sarah. Sarah, did you have anything to add on that, just in terms of uh, using print? Yes, there was just a couple of things. One thing I wanted to say, sharing the screen, that I think is, without a doubt, like one of the best things about Canva is, and, and you kind of touched on it, but I thought it was just worth um, emphasizing. I'm just gonna pop that in the bin. Yeah. Is so with the photographs, there are literally millions of free photos on Canva that you can use. And where it says photos here, like I wouldn't even bother searching in here for what it is you want because you'll find most of the photos that come up you have to pay for. But if you go to more, you've got Pexels and Pixabay, and if you add both of those to your um, sidebar, which you have to do every time you do a new image. There are literally, in both of those, millions of royalty-free images for you to use. So if I just put in laptop, for example, I mean, look, you're spoiled for choice when it comes to laptop. And you don't have to worry about any paid images coming up in here. They're all in the photos bit. So I thought that that was worth mentioning. Um, the other thing that, just one thing that I think is really quite cool um, are letter frames, and I think I have to take the S off. No, I'm in the wrong bit. In <clears throat> templates, the elements, you look at letter frame. What this does is, let's say you have your initials, or I'm just going to do one letter to make sure, keep it quick. But let's say you had a few letters or you were spelling out a word, what you can then do is you can make the background of that anything you want. So it could be one of the background or like in this case, if I wanted to spell out therapy works, I could spell out therapy works with the cogs. And I just think that's a really cool thing. I think it just really makes your images pop to life. Um, so I highly recommend that. And the other one that I just wanted to show you as well, um, which again, is just, it's a simple thing, but I just think it really makes things look quite lovely and that's gradients. So if you look at gradients, you've got all these things that you can use. You can use these as a background, for example, and it's a couple of colors sort of moving into each other as a gradient and you can choose your colors. So you can use your brand colors and something which um, didn't quite cover, but it's worth just Googling is how to add your brand colors onto your palette. So every time you go into your colors here, you would have your brand colors so that not every time are you copying the code across um, as Theo was showing earlier. So these, you could change these colors to, um, I don't know what it is about me, yellow and purple today, something like that. So you could have your brand colors fading in. So just to show you in terms of what I've done with that is like all the images I use on my website, for example, these are all gradients that I've done on Canva and they just work as backgrounds um, and just make things kind of jump off a white screen. Um, Theo, there was a question from Marie about getting your photos um, into a frame and I saw that you had them on your recently used elements. 
So Marie was saying when she moves her photos in, rather than having the photo take up the whole screen, there are frames that you can put in and then your photo fits in the frame. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Uh, let's, do you want to uh, demo it or shall I um, go back to my screen? If we go to yours, I just, I think I could find them, but I haven't used them before. So if you have, it would probably be quicker just for you to show that quickly. To be honest, I used them maybe two years ago, so you might have to bear with me just a second. Oh, I, I thought I saw it come up. Yeah, that the third one in on the recently used. Yeah, uh, one that would that you could put a photo in that. Yeah, so that's more like a gallery. So it will it will just not distort it, but it will make it fit in that box. So if we then go back to um, add in pixels, and again, if you drag it to the corners, we said it will pop. Drag it to there, you can see that it's tilted. And again, you can apply all these effects. You can apply to each in, each image individually as well. So that's if a nice. If you just if you just searched frames in Elements, would that bring up other frames that weren't on an angle like that one? Yeah, they've got um, one second. all these different styles. So I've used this Mac one before for a demo, all these different shapes and styles, animals. Um, there's a lot, to, again, it's similar to your letter frames, but there's so many to choose from. Yeah, I think Marie was just asking about how to do that with photos. And I just wanted to show her that that's probably your best bet for and putting I believe photos. You can, also, yeah, you can also drag in uh, text on that as well. So you could have different, let's see if that's gonna distort. I do, it, sorry, it doesn't actually align with the shape mm. of that one. We just got a question. I'm just going to go and answer that question quickly. Um, are JPEGs suitable for websites? So um, this is another kind of topic. So PNG is suitable when you've got a logo of a transparent background. Otherwise, I would use JPEGs for everything, for your website, for social media. If you're not sure, just stick with JPEGs. Um, there's also a very uh, useful, like a very useful tool called bulk resize images. So you might know that you can't just upload hundreds of high res images to your website or slow it down. This is a very quick and easy way to get them into a very uh, web safe and fast, um, fast loading for your website. So you take the images, put them in here and then put them on your website. I think there was actually one more question. I'm just going to. There we go. Um, any other questions regarding kind of the, the design and the, the print aspect of it? Uh, you can use QR codes uh, and I've done that in the past. So you can, it works. Um, let me just add one in as an example. Something just to be aware of is every time you create, you can see each tab is a new image. So every time you copy or do something else, it will create a whole new tab for you. So it's worth just managing those. Uh, let me just add in a QR code. Should be. So where did you see the QR code? Because normally I do that from a separate website. 
Uh, Steve, is there, is there a place you found the QR code? I'd, oh, or Sarah, I don't know if you've ever seen that um, on the on the elements before. I'm going to really show my ignorance. I don't know what a QR code is. It's uh, an old-fashioned kind of um, like barcode they use for print work. So you, oh, yes. um, I would normally do it. I would normally use a website called QR Code Generator as the one. Oh, yeah, the ones you scan with your phone and it will take you to wherever. Exactly. Although I found okay. that now, um, to be honest, a lot of people don't use them anymore. They find them a little bit outdated. So you can, I would personally create one using this website. Apparently QR is in more so from Linda. It's great because obviously we learn something as well here. So it's oh. a bit more. Ah, oh, there you go. QR, Google Maps, YouTube. Uh, <coughs> there's a lot more features. So if you like Canva, you get used to it. You can start doing animations and videos and music with it. All of the, you can, uh, let's just, for example, drag this in. So there you go. You can't customize, obviously you can't customize it that well. But you can have a link and a QR code. And something else I've been doing as well is adding a hyperlink to images and text boxes. Um, so normally when, if it says, if you select an area, you should be able to, to link that as well, to get, uh, put a hyperlink behind it. Um, the only thing is if you put it on social, those, those links um, wouldn't, wouldn't work. It's only when you'd uh, send it digitally. Perfect. Is there any other questions at all um, about the setup? Just going to close that down. Great. So thank you, guys. Um, is it, now we've got everyone here. Do you anyone want to just un unmute themselves and have a question or a comment at all? I was just gonna say that was fantastic. Thank you. So even somebody who's um, experienced, fairly experienced, but I learned loads. The only thing I'd say is you touched on it really quickly, Theo. Um, sometimes when like in the business cards, sometimes it's easy to use the templates that's already established in, in for beginners. Mm. Um, and sometimes I, I just don't have, my, my brain's not working and I'm not feeling creative. So I'll go into the templates in all the different, you know, whether it's Instagram posts or whatever, and that really is helpful to get posts that are already there and just put your own information in. So it's just to, I think that that bit is really helpful too for, for novices or beginners. Definitely. And I think um, using a template and then actually having, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of repetition. So if every Thursday you're doing a, a wellness quote, you could use a template or slightly uh, change it and then keep that each week and just update it. So it, it makes it gives continuity to your viewers and it also makes it easier for you to create and keep the workflow going. I don't know, Sarah, yeah. do you use that as well? Do you uh, replicate some of your artwork? I, well, I just think that's a really important point because I think what Jeannie's saying is that we missed out one of the really basic yeah. strong points of Canva is mm. that in the tab, there's a templates thing which has text and colors and borders and images that you can just put your own text in. Mm. And that's a really good place to start and play around with. 
But yeah, just on the left-hand side with templates, they've got it for Instagram posts, Facebook posts, YouTube thumbnails, everything. But yeah, really good place to start for people who are not confident. I'll just pop in very quickly and show that. Mm -hmm. One second. So you've got your templates. If you go back to your home, or even, um, just let it load for a second. Again, just think about the, the style of, the, basically the colors and the colors you can change, but the kind of style that you are looking for. So again, I would use kind of these maybe as kind of a leaflet design or um, picking out something that's right. And then you can always kind of change that slightly. You have different options. So here's quite a nice like uh, carousel effect maybe for Instagram. And then once you've, once you've used that, you can, you can actually copy um, colors, color changes to all of them. So I don't know if you mentioned when you can duplicate, you can duplicate a page and duplicate content. And let me just, so if you were say using a template like this, you could easily go in make it your brand colors. And then there's a duplicate button, a copy page. And as we said, just go in and update that. And one final thing I probably um, go into a little bit more detail on was the branding colors. Cause I can't stress how important it is to get your branding colors, right? So if you were, for example, let's bring this in again, going back to the eyedropper or your hex code, as soon as you've added that up here, actually saves that to your palette. So once you click enter, you'll see that it's created here for your document colors. And then um, you can leave that there, copy that across, just so you don't have to keep typing it in again and remembering those hex codes. And that, also, will only, that will only save the colors from that post. If you want to save your brand colors, you have to go to home and design kit and save them in there. And then they will always appear with every um, new design you're doing. I tried that with the free and it wasn't working. Is it? Can you get that now on the free program? Yeah, you can do three brand colors on the free one. And if you have the paid one, you can do a lot more colors. But if you only need up to three colors, you can do it. You've got brand kit there anyway. To that. Yeah, so that's on the... Are you in the paid one? Uh, this one is, yeah. Shall I show quickly yeah, on if the you free can, one? If I stop and then you can swap over. So if we go just back to home, see if I've got a home tab here. Right, where it says brand kit, you can go in here, you can add your logos, which means they will appear um, just to be moved across. And these are the brand colors here. So I don't know why this purple's here. You can pick your color from here, or you can post the code in as Leo was talking about. So if these were my brand colors, say, not a very pretty brand, but let's say those are my brand colors. Um, and if I try and add a new one, I think what you'll find, it's exactly, so it's only up to three. It tells me that I need to upgrade it. So then if I go back to one of my designs, and let's say I want to change the background, the text into one of my brand colors. 
I'll go in there. I might have to refresh the page actually. That might be why it's not come up. I go there. Ooh. See my brand colors are there. So if you save it in the um, brand kit or design kit or whatever it's called, um, you'll have your brand colors available for you to use on any of your images. That's perfect. That wasn't there. When I last looked, that wasn't available. And as you're in the free version, would you mind just going in? There's Sorry. an option for design school. So if, yeah. if you're looking for a little bit of extra training or if there's something in particular, if you go back to home and then um, at the top, you'll see learn. Mm -hmm. And then here you've got tutorials, courses and events. So this is more like uh, tailored videos uh, to learn how to, how to brand or how to do all these social media posts. Uh -huh. Gee. And then they also have, um, I mean, the, the weekly email is not very good, but they have these blogs here, say for marketing and branding. So just, it helps if you, uh, just helps you brush up on a bit of knowledge there. Mm -hmm. Good to know. I think the only main thing is just to, to make sure that everything's accessible. So if you do put text on an image, if you do, whatever you do, make sure that the contrast between the colors is strong, is great enough that everyone can see it. Because just get a second opinion, a second. I normally, I don't suggest asking more than three or four people, hmm. but if you get a few people's opinion, because sometimes you've been looking at it for so long and changing those colors over and over again, <laughs> yeah. you just can't see straight. Definitely. I mean, when I was doing that flyer, I kept going to Jeannie and Steve, actually, just asking them feedback, what you, what you like, the colours work, does the layout work? And also spacing. So, yeah, definitely making sure there's enough kind of empty space around your text. Exactly, yeah, Steve, like mixing green and red, obviously, for colourblind. Um, if anyone wants to know more about accessibility, I can uh, send you some links afterwards as well. Perfect. So the, um, this time next week, we're going to do one on Hootsuite and all of the, the kind of the, uh, the highlights are going to be on uh, my website. If I just jump on, I'll just show you where it is. If you, have, if you want to go back and, and see any of it. One second. So this is the fifth one. We've done um, Zoom, Google Business, uh, Productivity, and now this one, let me just go in. So if you go to my website, Bite Size Marketing Guides, um, and there will, there will be a video, um, a Spotify podcast we're setting up, and also a written guide, just to make it easy for you to digest. So you can just jump back in, and I'll just give you an example. So you've got everything here. And obviously all this artwork was also created in Canva, but you have the video at the top, followed by Spotify, SoundCloud, and then the written text. Cool. Sarah, I'll pass over to you to close. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for coming and for your time. I hope that, you know, everybody managed to get something out of that. Was there any final questions, any burning questions that anybody had um, before we say goodbye? No? There was okay. one comment just about uh, Chrome extensions. And it's worth just having a look to see what's available. So eyedropper is a very powerful one. There's also one where you can pick out the font from any website. So if you like the, the style of a font, uh, you can find a, a 
It's called a font picker in your Google Chrome extensions. Uh, that's responding to Marie's question. Thank you, Marie. Cool. Well, thank you, everyone. Good luck with it. And if you want any feedback or my humble opinion on anything, feel free to send it through. Um, I'm happy to give any feedback just as a, an observer, non-expert feedback. But yeah. Thanks, yeah, everyone, for coming. Thanks. Is it worth you sharing your Instagram as well, Sarah? You've done. Oh, yeah. If you like, yeah. I'm the binge eating therapist on Instagram and on YouTube and Facebook and website. Everything's that. So the binge eating therapist. And I'm Theo Marketing. So if you want to see what we're doing, you can even look at the work we've done and just get some ideas. Cool. Have a lovely weekend, and we'll uh, hopefully see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.